Good morning, Living Word. Good morning, morning Mannaites. God bless you. We give God thanks for a brand new day. You know how we start our day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly everything has been put in place for you to rejoice. Every single thing, God did not leave anything out. Everything that is necessary for this day to turn out good and this day to be a blessing. God already has provided that for you. He has not forgotten anything. Everything that is necessary for life, godliness, gladness, joy, it's already provided in this day. So connect with what God has done. And listen, don't allow anyone to tell you that you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> no, you're going to have a good day. You might smash your finger in the door and say, oh my God, it's going to be a bad day. No, Never say that. This is going to be a good day. Amen. May end up with a flat tire. Never say this is going to be a bad day. No, this is going to be a good day. I'm going to be glad in this day. Doesn't matter how it starts. I know it's going to end good. Amen. Especially if you first acknowledge God when you wake up. Put your feet on the ground. Before you put your feet on the ground, lift your hands and give God Praise. Amen. And so I give God thanks. Still alive in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is a house and a place of miracles. The God we serve, he's a miracle working God. He is a wonder. He's gracious. He's grace, graceful. He is merciful. He's loving. He's kind. He's all that. He's the best thing that ever happened to us. Amen. So we give him thanks today. And so never be bashful in your celebration of your heavenly father. Never be bashful about it. You know, um, talk to him, talk about him, speak of him, all those things. You know, when you really love somebody, don't you always talk about them? Don't you always present them in the best way you possibly can? Well, that's how you should present your heavenly father. Amen. In spite of. In everything, we're just going to give him thanks. We're going to bless his name. I want to use as a topic today, I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that my Redeemer liveth. And that's from Job chapter 19 and verse 25. For I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day up on the earth. You know, I, I, I picked this today because I, I feel that as children of God, it seems as though... We always have to go through stuff. We always are dealing with things. We go from one thing to another. The adversary just always wants to steal our joy, causing all kinds of issues in our lives. And listen, let me say this to you so you can know. Just living holy will cause adversaries to come at you. It'll cause all of hell to rise up against you just because you're living holy. Not listen, a lot of stuff happens to us not because we're doing wrong, but because we're doing right. He hates that. The adversary hates that. You know, God said, What have you been doing? He says, I'm walking up and down in the earth. What do you mean walking up and down in the earth? He's seeking those whom he may devour. And so Satan is like a roaring lion. He's walking to and fro, looking for people to mess up their lives. 
He ain't messing up his own people's lives. Guess, guess who he's coming after? He's coming after those who reject him. He's coming after those who love God more than even themselves. He's coming after those whose lives are dedicated to God, whose desire is to be pleasing to God. That's who he's coming after. Okay? And so our trials, our temptation, adverse situations that we have to deal with, it ultimately, when you put your trust in God, is ultimately going to bring forth a triumph in your life. Look at Job. All his trials, all his temptation, all his adversities, you know, it brought ultimate triumph and not just triumph, restoration. Everything he lost, the Bible said God gave him double for his trouble. Listen. When you're going through some things, if you remain faithful, God will bless you. You see, our trials don't come to weaken us. Our trials come to strengthen us. I say that a lot, don't I? Because I really believe that. And I've known, I've seen how I have become stronger because of issues, because of trials, because I didn't focus on my issues. I focused on God. He's our redeemer. That you must know. You know, the word redeem means to buy back. Right? And so God, he's, he, he brought us back. He redeemed us from the powers of darkness. But I, want to, I want to encourage somebody here today that in times of, the, of distress, look to God, not away from God. In times of distress, run to God, not from God. In time of distress, when you're going through, get alone with God. Not alone with yourself. Don't, don't have no pity party. Lock yourself away. No, if you're going to be alone, be alone with God. Invite God in. Don't shut him out. You know, when, when trials come, when trouble comes, we, we tend to just want to just lock ourselves away, you know, and don't. It's like we're going to deal with this. No, you need the power of God, you need the Holy Spirit. And so when troubles come, invite God in. Don't shut him out. Praise him. Don't blame him. See, that's the problem right there. We blame God for sure. Well, if he was really God, this wouldn't be happening to me. If he, if he was really God, he was a loving God, this wouldn't happen to my child. Stop blaming God for issues. God, don't, God is not the one causing your issues. He's the one that can help you through your issues. Jesus said, in this life, we're going to have tribulations. He was the most perfect man who ever walked on the earth. And was he, did he go through trials and tribulations? You bet he did. <laughs> yes, he did. And you know what he did? He called out to God. He prayed. The Bible said he prayed so hard and sweat became like drops of blood. He prayed. He went to God. He said, Father, I know you're able to cause this cup to pass on me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. See, where did he go to? He went to his heavenly father. Did Jesus have power to call um, a legion of angels? Yes, he did. Did he have power to just to, to cause those who came to arrest them to fall out? Yes, he did, because they sure did. And when he spoke the word and said, I am, listen, there is power in you. And this, and this is the power that we've got to connect with. We got to just 
use what God has given us. And our trials come just to make us even stronger. So when you when you are when you're in a situation, when you're in distress, thank God. Don't slam on God. Thank Him. Give Him praise. The Bible said, in everything, give thanks. He said, but I lost this. My car, I have a brand new car and it got total. Listen, property can can be replaced. Okay. Material things can be replaced, but you can't replace your soul. You can't. You only get one. And so when Job's wife told him, curse God and die. Job just Job just know that she sounded like a very foolish woman. And we have a lot of foolish people in the world today. They blame God for every malady, every sickness, every distress, instead of connecting with God, knowing that it is he who is able to help us in our trials. Because God is not the one that is causing sickness and disease on the earth. No, that's why Jesus came, that we could have healing. Because God knew we're going to have to deal with it. Amen. That's why he said rejoice and be glad in the midst of it. Why? Because you know your Redeemer liveth. Amen. And so, children of God, I want to give you a few scriptures that will help to motivate you. Right? And so when 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 you are when your not ends are not being uh, met and and you're working hard but you can't see ends meet, you know, well, if you're tithing, then you're good. It's gonna work out. If you're not tithing, you got a whole nother issue to deal with. And that that has to do with with obedience to the word of God. Because heaven is not gonna open until you come in alignment with the word. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that is truth, and I can point you to the scripture. Heaven will open, and God will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So sometimes it seems like we have holes in our pocket. It simply means we have a devourer eating away at whatever it is God has blessed us with. In Deuteronomy 8 and 18, it says, But remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto his fathers. So it is God who teaches us how to profit. You know what that is? That's called divine prosperity. So when you're in lack, you got to and you're doing everything that God has required you to do, then you can look to this. You can look to this word and say, God, I thank you for the power to produce. Thank you for the power for production. It is you who gives me divine prosperity. That is my expectation. You pray, say, God, I have given. So because I've given my expectation that I'm going to receive. For your word said, when I give, I receive. Amen. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. So if you're in distress because of finances, and you know that you are living in accordance with the word, you're doing everything that God has required you to do, then you can pray this prayer with an expectation. If you're not lining up with the word, the word only going to operate according to its established purpose. The word is not going to be changed 
because of you. You have to change to meet the word. The word of God is already settled in heaven. It's never going to change. God said heaven and earth will pass away. My word will never pass away. Word cannot change. If you're stuck in a place and you don't know which way to go, can't figure out what direction to turn, he teaches you the way you should go. Psalms 119, 133, you can pray to God. Say, Father, order my steps in your word. <laughs> That's what the word of God says. Amen. So when you are puzzled, God, which way should I go? What should I do? You know, that could be, that could be very distressing. You know, you got options. You don't know which way to turn, what, what to do. You seem to be just struggling. You submit to God, Father, order my steps. Just order my steps in your word. I submit my life to you, my steps to you. Let your word be a lamp onto my feet, a light onto my path. Establish my ways, Father. That's what we do. We don't get upset. No, we just submit ourselves to God and just use his word. You said in your word, God, you will order my steps. So I ask you, Set my feet on the path that I should go. Amen. If you're worried about danger, you live in a bad neighborhood, you have to go to work at night and all those kind of things. You know, we live in a time where people are just wicked. Just um, people have no regard for life. Sometimes we have to go out at night, late at night. Listen, God gives us divine security. Psalms 91 verse 11 said, he gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. No fear, just faith. Just believe God. Don't stress about it. Don't stress about it at all. Just put your life in God's hand. Have an expectation that his angels are right there, right next to you. Pray, pray this prayer over your children. Father. Give your angels charge over my children. Don't stress. No stress. No pray. No worry at all. We just cover ourselves, cover our children with the word of God. Know that as, as children of God, we're going to have issues. We're going to have problems, but we're going to cover ourselves with the word of God. Amen. God gives us, God is the one who helps us. He gives us what, we, what I call divine assistance. In Isaiah 41 and verse 14, he said, Do you feel like a lowly worm, Jacob? Don't be afraid. Feel like a fragile insect, Israel? I will help you. I, God, want to reassure you. That's what the Lord says. He's here to reassure you. No fear. Mm -mm. Just stand with the Lord. He's here to help. God is your helper. He gives you divine assistance. Amen. Like I said, when you are in issues, when you need help, call out to God. Don't just shut down. Call out. He's your divine helper. He's your divine assistant. He's right there with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will be with you even unto the end. So even if you're in hell, the psalmist says, if I make my bed in hell, he's there. 
that amazing. Yeah, no matter. You may be in a hellish situation. Your life may feel like hell. Call out to God. He said, he said, do you feel like a lowly worm? Do you feel like a fragile insect? Do you feel that way sometimes? God says, I will help you. <laughs> I will reassure you. I, God, reassure you. I want to reassure you. That's what God says. It simply means, I'm here. I'm ne never going to leave you. <laughs> Amen. If you have failed, if you have sinned, God says, I will forgive you. If you repent, ask for forgiveness. He says, I will forgive you. And when God forgives you, look what he says in Isaiah 44, 22. I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like a morning mist. He says, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. You see that? You know what return to me means? Repent. Yeah. He says, I will forgive you if you repent. So God blots, uh, blots out our sins. If we have failed, if we have sinned, don't stay in your sin. No, don't, don't stay there. You f ask God to forgive you, repent of your sin, turn from it. You know what true repentance really means? That you're telling God you'd rather die than sin or do that sin again or do that thing again. That's true repentance. When your heart is turned against your sin. Amen. And doing it again will cause you, will make you want to vomit. That's when you really repent. You, you will vomit just the thought of doing it again. That's true repentance right there. And God says, I will sweep away your sins like a cloud. I will scatter your offenses like the morning mist. <laughs> Glory to God. Isn't God awesome? When he forgives you, he forgives you. He said, my people will call by my name, would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive sins and I will heal the land. Amen. So don't get, don't stay stressed out. We fail sometimes, but don't stay a failure. Rise up. You may fall down, get up again. Brush yourself off and recommit your life to the Lord. Yeah, we got to do that sometimes. Sometimes we, we let life cause us to drift from, away from our God. And then we find ourselves in sin. If that's you today, call out to the Lord. Don't stay there. Okay, call out to the God. Call out to God. Ask God to forgive you. Sometimes you have to change your position. Sometimes you got to move out from where you are. Amen. Sometimes you got to break up some friendships. You got to do some things. If you're going to be in right standing with God, don't stay in your sin, especially when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and he convicts you. Move away from your sin. God loves you. Amen. And, and you know, in, in the midst of everything, we must know that God has chosen us. We are his choice children. Not God's desire that you perish. No, it's his desire that you come to salvation, saving grace. He chooses us for greatness. That's called divine election. Psalm 33 and verse 12 say, What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. We are a chosen generation. We are royal priesthood. 
We're a holy nation. That's who we are. We should have joy because God has chosen us. Amen. So don't let your problems kill your joy. You know, things come to kill our joy. No, nah, but you need to go back to the word. How is God? I'm chosen by God. I refuse to let my joy be canceled. You know, we have a cancel culture in the world today. If you speak truth, they want to cancel you. But in the name of Jesus, we refuse to allow anything to cancel our joy. Amen. No trial, no distress, no sickness, no disease, no angels, no demons, none in the past, nothing in the present, nothing in the future going to kill our joy. And I know that scripture is for love. <laughs> but no, I'm going to put it to joy. I refuse to let anything kill my joy. Still going to keep the joy of the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. It is our strength. And see, that's why it's so important that we know the word. We have the word close to us. Because we only fall into depression when we move the word from our eyes. But if we keep the word in front of our eyes, nothing will get us down. And if it, if it does, it's only for a moment. <laughs> Amen. For weeping. Is only for a night. Joy comes in the morning. Amen. God is the one who shows us mercy. He's the one who puts divine favor on our lives. Amen. Job 10 and verse 12 said, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation has preserved my spirit. See what that means? God, God visited us. God communing with us. God talking with us, whispering in our ears that I am right here. Everything's going right. Listen, that preserves your spirit. That strengthens your spirit. That wakes you up and says, thank you, Lord. That's all I needed to hear. Sometimes all you need to hear is the voice of the Lord. Amen. And if you could hear his voice, it makes everything okay. <laughs> And so all of a sudden, your strength has returned. Amen. Have you ever been to, like, you like you go to the gym and on your way to the gym, you feel so tired, you feel you have no energy. But the minute you start moving, you know, your bumps, your, your heart stops pumping blood, all of a sudden, you got all this energy. You're like, wow, I was so tired, but now look at me. Yeah. See, sometimes you get a word from the Lord, and that's what it does to you. It energizes you. It preserves your spirit. Hallelujah. It's like coming to church sometimes when you feel down, but, you know, you sit next to somebody who's praising and worshiping God, and all of a sudden, you start praising and worshiping God, and before you know it, you forget all about your issues. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the spirit of God. It preserves your spirit, awakens your spirit, stirs up the gifts that's inside of you, Serves up the joy that is inside of you. Amen. That's what he does. You know, God, he pleads our cause. We have Jesus. He pleads our cause. That's our divine defense. You know, we have a divine defender. Yeah. God, Jesus pleases your cause. And Jeremiah 50 and 34 says, but the one who redeems them is strong. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies. He will defend.
defend them and give them rest in Israel. Amen. Listen, God is your defense. We are spiritual Israel. We're his chosen people. We are the ecclesia, the church, the called out ones. Jesus said, up on this rock, I build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Listen, there's a seal upon you. There's a mark on all of God's chosen. There's a seal upon you. You are the protected ones. You are the cared for ones. Amen. God is your take, uh, caretaker. He redeems your life from destruction. He's your divine deliverer. Amen. According to Psalms 103 verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. Listen, no matter what you are going through, find a scripture. There's an applicable scripture that will change your circumstance. Amen. You can smile even in pain. <laughs> yes, you can, because you're not focusing on your issue. You're not focusing on your pain. You're focusing on the one that's going to wipe away and take away all pain. You may be crying, but focus on the one that says, I'm going to wipe away the tears from your eyes. Life in this world, it ain't easy. But we have our Heavenly Father. Amen. We have our Redeemer. His name is Jesus. And we have the Holy Spirit that is now in us. Help us as we transition through time and back into eternity. Yeah, remember time is only for a period. You got a beginning, you have an ending in time. But in, in eternity, never end. Hallelujah. Time has no effect on eternity. Glory to God. And so you make sure that you are focused on eternity. You have to become heavenly minded before you become earthly good. Amen. And I pray that. Even in time of stress, time of distress, times of uncertainty, you are connected with your Heavenly Father. These scriptures that I've given you today, you can go back and look over them and read over them and know that your Redeemer liveth. Like Job, he went through hell. He lost everything. Most of us, many of us, I say all of us, none of us will go through all that Job went through. Job was the extreme. Ten kids die one day. <laughs> all his cattle. Everything taken away. One day. Then the enemy came back and struck his physical body. Boils all over his body. Sores. He looked so despicable. His wife says, you still holding on to your integrity? You still believe in God? You still trust in God? Job simply says, I know my Redeemer lives. He does. Amen. And because Job did not curse God, he did not blame God. He stood by his integrity. He worshiped. He praised God. Amen. And because of that, God restored everything he lost. Matter of fact, Gave him double for his trouble. 
And I don't know how if, if his daughters were beautiful before, but God restored him. And when God restored him, God gave him the most beautiful daughters in all the land. Listen, when God is ready to bless you, there's nothing Satan or anybody can do. When God's hand of protection is up on you, nothing, no weapon formed against you can prosper when God's hand of protection is on you. As I pray that this morning, these words are encouragement to you, that you find solace in the word of God, no matter where you are in life, no matter what your struggle. If you're crying, dry your eyes. Smile again. If you're frowning, smile. Glory to God. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's here for you. He's right next to you. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you can see your hand, that's where the kingdom of heaven is. He's right here. Connect with God. God wants to connect with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your power. We thank you for all that you do. Thank you for blessing us and keeping us. Thank you for making a way for us. Thank you for reminding us, God, that no matter what the situation, no matter what the problem, our Redeemer lives. And so, Father, we know that in this life we have struggles. But your word already told us that if it's in this life only that we had hope, we'll be as men most miserable, most miserable. And so, Father, I thank you because we know that life is not just here and now. There's greater hope. There's better ahead for us. And even though we may have fiery trials now, but the trials come to strengthen our faith. And we know, God, that if we stand, we will come forth as pure gold. Thank you for being with us, Heavenly Father. Thank you for never abandoning us. Thank you for guiding our steps, making a way. God, when we are at the crossroads, we don't know which way to turn. Thank you, God, for allowing your word to be a lamp onto our feet and light onto our path. Thank you for directing our path with your word. God, when we seem as though we're working, but we can't produce and we're running out of strength, thank you for it is you who gives us power to produce wealth. God, I pray for the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, God, to overcome, to stand through the midst of everything because your love for us, God, never changes. Your love for us, God, is unconditional. And for this, we are eternally grateful and eternally thankful. Thank you, Father, for reminding us that we're never alone. We don't have to go through our issues by ourselves. Thank you, Father, because in times of distress, we can look to you, we can run to you, we can get along with you, we can invite you in, we can praise you, and we could thank you. For you promise you will deliver us. David said this poor man cried and the Lord heard him saved them from all his fears. He said, I was young, but now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And so today, Father, we thank you because we are not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. And for this, we praise you. Thank you, Father God, for speaking to our hearts, speaking to our mind, and letting us know that we can make it. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. 
Nothing is too big for us because nothing is too big for our God. Nothing is too hard for us because there's nothing too hard for our God. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so, Father, we thank you now for the favor that you have placed on our heads, the increase that is on our hands and the swiftness on our feet. Thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, guaranteeing our future, for there's not a feeble one amongst us. But we're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, our God, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Father, we know the end revealed is a sure thing. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.